everybody. Welcome back for another episode of All Volunteer, All Heart from Binky Patrol. And today I am joined by one of our area coordinators. Those are our chapter leaders throughout the country. And again, 100% volunteer. Caitlin, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Susan. I'm really glad to be here. I'm wondering if you can tell people, you know, where you're from and kind of your story. What happened that made you look for something like Binky Patrol and what the experience has been like being a chapter leader? Right. So I am a military brat, actually. I used to always introduce myself about that because I was born in California, but then left there after three years and just kind of kept moving across the country and the world. I now claim that I'm from Virginia, which is where my chapter is. And I actually live in the area where I first started and got interested in Binky Patrol. Part of me being a military brat, my dad was a Marine and my mom was a teacher. They always really instilled in me that even at a young age, I could do volunteer work. And it was something that was important for us to do. I've always kind of been involved in volunteer work. And I really like to work creatively with my hands when I do volunteer work, because I don't always get the opportunity when I'm working. So when I was in high school, actually, and I don't know if you remember this, Susan, I had been working with Beacon Patrol for a year. I really liked making the blankets and all that type of stuff. I really liked doing those activities with my hands. But I was, when I was volunteering in Virginia with Beacon Patrol, I thought, hey, I've gotten some leadership opportunities in other organizations. Let me try to see if I can maybe volunteer and do leadership in this organization. And so when I was 17 years old, I applied to be a uh, local coordinator. And at first, Susan was kind of like, wow, you're kind of young. Do your parents even know that you're applying for this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, they know. Trust me. I was like, I've got their permission. I can do this. I was like, if you just give me the chance, I promise you I'll be good and I'll be a good leader. And I really have a passion for what I'm doing. So we're kind of about 10 years on now, exactly now, because I had applied, I think, for leadership in 2013. So decade on. I really like working with BQ Patrol. I really like what we've been doing. My chapter specifically, we tend to donate to a lot of different groups in the area. So we donate to hospitals. We do a lot of knitting of like NICU hats and giving those to the infants that need them. We've donated a lot to homeless people, homeless teens in the area that I know. And also just when I went to college, I kept it up because then I was like, oh, I don't know if I can still do it while I'm a college student because I'll be busy. But I still got able to having people organize, making sure that I still got the donations that I got and the stuff that I was still making to people. And I think just overall being involved with Binky Patrol really has helped me to keep a passion, but also still help people. And it's really kind of inspired a lot of people in my life to be like, wow, you've been with this volunteer organization for 10 years. Let me try to now get involved with organizations and keep that type of commitment to something for 10 years. So. I've just really enjoyed it overall. Oh, that's a fantastic story. And I, I mean, 10 years is a long time for any organization, but for you to start at such a young age and knowing this is the fit, this fits me, it fits my lifestyle, it fits my goals. It says so much about you knowing yourself so well. I'm wondering when you were growing up, did you and your family or you and your mom, did you do volunteer opportunities as a family? So it's funny, when I was living in Montgomery, Alabama, my mom, she is a Delta, that's a, a black fraternity. 
Uh-huh. So they were having a yard sale inside of our backyard at our house to raise money for a children's organization, I want to say, because that's part of their fraternity, what they do. They do a lot of volunteering. Mm-hmm. I was about five years old, I want to say, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. They're selling stuff to get money to give to other people. So I literally picked flowers from our backyard oh. and was selling them right along them and was like, hey, I'm selling flowers so I can give this money to charity. And my mom thought that was the most adorable thing ever, but that's when she really sat me down and was like, hey, you have a really giving and generous heart, even for a kid. We're going to get you involved in stuff so you can do that. And so ever since then, my mom has always had me involved, and my dad too, but my mom has really had me involved in just all types of volunteer organizations. When I was in Girl Scouts um, as a kid, she was really involved with making sure we did volunteer aspects a lot of church volunteer projects. So just, I'm really serious about my parents were always like, hey, you have a giving heart and it's also your duty kind of living in this country to always try to help people, always keep that giving heart and do good when you can, even from a young age. And I think that was really important again for me because I had so many people underestimate me a lot when I was young. And so they were like, well, you can always do something, Caitlin. You can always do it for others. It really gave me a lot of confidence by the time I came to Beaky Patrol to be like, I know I can do this because I've been raised to do this. And when I have a passion about something, I know that I'm going to have people who support me in that and they're like, yeah, she can do it. Give it a chance. Oh, that's fantastic. I know our kids, they, they tease because, you know, Savannah's 21. She's like, where's my 20 year pin? I've been volunteering since I was one. And, right. and sooner so you know she has her 20-year pin and my son has his 15-year pin and you know that's what they were raised with she was in a sling and i would take her to events and she would help out and talk to people about binky patrol or, or sleep and it is it's how our children are raised as well that we have to take care of our communities that's our duty it's what we're called to do and we're honored to do it Right. And I think that's really important for kids to be raised with. Like, I think especially I know in this day and age, we're really interconnected. It seems like it anyway at times that we're really connected globally, but kind of in our local communities, we don't always know what's really going on. Right. And so with volunteering, it's always we can look to the whole entire world and see that there's issues. But by empowering our kids that they can do it especially kind of the younger, the better, like you said, your kids at one and five pretty much for doing it. The younger, the better you instill that in young people. I feel like it gives them self-confidence and makes them look to their communities and feel a very big part of it, as well as just giving them hope of, it's never really hopeless, even when it seems like you're becoming more hopeless and more desperate. You have the power to fix something, even if it's just small steps, as seems like at first, you always, your impact is going to inspire others. That's just doing something on a really real basis. And I feel like, especially when I have kids, I'm really going to instill in them, volunteering is good. And you don't have to have to want to do it every single day, but just giving back to your community is important for these reasons. It helps you and it helps others. It does. And I think where people, they see it as a daunting task. You were just saying, when you look at the world big, can't do anything. I can't control it. I can't affect it. You know, we argue about whether our votes even help. It depends and you know, all those issues. But when we look to our neighbors, when we look down the street, when we 
check with our local social services department, the county department, the battered women's shelters, the clinics by us, the quiet places that are helping others. What can we do to support them? And it doesn't take much to change a life. We, I mean, what do we talk about all the time? Binky patrol, one binky changes a life. You can start with one, just one. And you change a life of the person that received it, the person who made it, the person who sees that it was given to that person, you know, that child, that baby, whatever it is. And it can be inspiring to get more people volunteering. Anybody can make a difference if they want to. Exactly. And I've seen that impact in person. Like there, again, I had worked with homeless people before I was working with Beacon Patrol even. But when I was like, hey, I have these blankets, I have these hand-sewn goods. So somebody cared enough about you to work with their hands and they made this for you to try to help you. I've had people cry like, and just be like, wow, I'm already not looked at on the streets because I'm homeless. People want me to be invisible, but somebody cared enough to make this. And I always try to say to them that, yes, somebody cared about this to make this. I'm giving this to you because I care about you. And I want you to feel comforted. I want you to feel like people care about you. Right. It makes a difference to people know that they're cared about so much in this world. That again, that's why I really like Binky Patrol because I can, I can advocate on it. People are making these things because they care. I'm giving them because they care. And in a world where it seems like people don't really care about each other anymore, that's important. It inspires a lot of hope in people from both sides. Well, it's a bunch of baloney too. They just don't talk about how much the quiet people help each other because it doesn't make good headlines. I've talked to one of our news reporters here before. He said, feel good stuff is okay, but it does not have the impact. It doesn't hit people in the head like something emotional and negative, which is a shame. And so that's why you don't hear more about it. It does, you know, it doesn't sell boxes of cereal. And when we have all this quiet giving and we need to talk about it more, we need to talk about it in conversations with our friends at our churches, in our organizations, at our businesses, our jobs, with our clients, with our vendors, everybody. You know, what gets you excited? Who do you, are you involved with any charities? Is there anybody that you like? I would love to hear about it. And that, you watch people light up because when we volunteer, it's usually with the same kind of passion you have. And you will watch people light up getting to share about that experience. So there's another gift. And I, I want to push back against that a little bit, even okay. that for like, oh, negativity is so much stronger than positivity. Because, I mean, I'm a person who I can be a pessimistic person, even where I'm like, uh, like I literally had to ban myself from watching the news for a couple of months yeah. because I was like, just looking at these negative stories and they are really bringing my mood down so that I don't have hope for anything right now. Yeah. You know what literally pulled me out of that like really depressive bad spot? going and helping others. I was like, I don't just yes. need to sit here and be like, oh, the world sucks. I literally got up one of those days and was like, I am going to sew these, um, I yes. am going to sew these blankets so I could go give them to somebody, watch them light up and maybe selfishly take some of that light for me, but also just see somebody impacted by some good and feel like the world doesn't suck so much. Yeah, when I talk to people about, hey, this is why I volunteer or this is why volunteering is important, they get really inspired by the fact that, again, yeah, I'm naturally driven to like, oh, look, the world's negative. But the fact that I'm able to, like we said, have a small impact 
be the light in somebody yes because we've done something i think that's really powerful and combative like all the negativity that goes on because i felt it in myself i've also helped inspire other people with that when i've worked for other organizations i've always been on we don't need to focus on hey this is why the problem sucks because that does get people to pay attention, but it's not necessarily inspiring them to do anything about why it sucks. It just sends them on the constant downward spiral of, there's nothing I can do. I always try to emphasize, hey, we are doing something to bring positivity to people, period. Like if we're fighting for, hey, homeless people, they need these resources, we are bringing these resources to homeless people. Let's look at it from that impact. And from looking at it from that impact, I've been able to have way more of an impact, not just in my volunteering, but my work. Like I work in the legal system dealing with people like this every day of, hey, if we look at this more positively than just focusing on what went wrong, we have way more of an impact. And I can get eyes on it. People are so tired of negativity. They are. Bringing some positivity into it. It's kind of novel because people feel like negativity brings in so much, but it spreads so much easier too because of that, because people are so used to looking at the negatives of everything that when you bring in the positivity, it's just, it's a light in the darkness pretty much. And kind of a quote that my parents always used to say is, hey, when you're burning bright, don't just hide that light, let people see it. That's the real kind of pushback on negativity is, way more of a draw for people to come in and life it matters i just mean on the news i don't mean anywhere else i don't mean in life because i agree with you 100 percent. and i had some idea of me making a positive news station and i had so much pushback from people saying i love the idea and yeah but the thing about negative it, it the reason why the news preys on that is it triggers a defensive response from us it triggers a response because we look oh my gosh how does that affect me how does that gonna how can i protect my own it's an instinctual thing and so that's what they are playing off of rather than what they could be doing to steering it to you know not from the negative but let's problem solution let's you know here's what it was here's what happened look at this great happy ending and well, I think it does, but even like, I think COVID is a good example of the world was panicking. Everything was so dark yes. with the news and media. A lot of the stuff that started to flourish during COVID media and news wise was people who were, we're going to do positive stories because life is just so bad and scary right now. We yes. need to draw some positive shit. I like, agree. Um, John Krasinski from The Office, when he was doing that positive newscast on um, YouTube, it blew up really big during COVID because people were like, I'm so tired of negativity blowing yes. at me. I need something light and something that's giving me hope in my life. So yes. it's kind of like, again, what, that's what I do mean of news can be positive because in organizations, when I've drawn it to, we're going to go against the grain and be positive instead. Yep. I've gotten way more attention on something than ever when I was like, well, this is the problem and it sucks. And exactly. Deal with it. Yes. People are moths. They are attracted to light. And when we are the light, people want to hang out with us. They want, because they want to catch it. They want the same. It's like, ooh, that feels good. When Look at how she just lights up the room. Look at there's something joyful happening here. I want that. I know in person, especially. And I know when I do podcasts, when 
I steer it toward the positive and lift people up, the impact is so much stronger. Yep. And that's why, again, I don't think it's stupid to have a totally positive news station. No. Quite frankly, again, Thank we you. talk to people just in general. There's so People are looking for joy in this moment. I really want to go and scream this the news and just media <laughs> in general. People yeah. are searching out joy. They, they, they are, are tired of looking at the negativity. They are turning away from the negativity and just blocking out negativity. And if that's what the entire media is going to encompass, People are becoming more isolated, I think, because they're so, they think so much that like media news is negative all the time. They're just blocking it out and turning it off now. And that's isolating. That is. We have to get people back by bringing what they want, which is joy, connection. And that's why I think volunteering is important to emphasize to people. Like, hey, if you can go out and do a little bit of good, it takes literally you don't have to be able to sew. You can tie it with your hands if you're making a blanket. You can deliver a meal. You can give five. You can give five dollars. You can help with this event for one hour. You get so much joy coming out of that. It really is important to people. And again, like I said, it makes community. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good about being in that community. And it's making an impact that you can visually see, like you said, in person. I think that's really important to getting us out of just isolation and negativity yes. that we as a world and society have now. I want to challenge people. If you're looking for things to do other than going to bars and cocktailing, why not make blankets? Why not make cards for people in a senior home? or at a clinic or at a battered women's shelter, something to lift up their days, just little cards with a positive note. It's just like a binky. It's a bit of love, letting them know they matter and that they're seen and somebody cares about them. Why not spend an evening doing that? I what? think even if you're not creative, because so many people are like, well, I can't sew, I Don't can't draw, I can't write, I can't do any of these things. You can go out and hand out meals you can yes. go and have a meal with a lonely senior. Yes. You can just go to the event and help them manage the event. There's a friend of mine who was like, well, I, I'm not creative at all. I was like, hey, there is a play that we're hosting, and we just need people to help pass out tickets and keep the kids. <laughs> and she went, and she wasn't creative at all, didn't have to write so anything, was just handing out tickets. But she got to watch that play, watch those people and those kids be happy, and she was like, you're right. I feel better because I came out. And she didn't have to do anything with her hands, any creativity, except be there and help. Right. So I think it matters. <laughs> yep. There's always something. There are always these positive organizations. Like you were saying, a local theater group, a children's theater group. Maybe it's going to be a local 5K run or something. They need help with the registration table. It doesn't have to be hard. Just bring your heart and your smile and your willingness to be a part of. And you can change lives little bits at a time. I appreciate everything that you've said in this episode. Caitlin, you're on our website. So people, you can just search down from the drop down for the Virginia chapter and you'll see Caitlin there. You can follow us on Binky Patrol. You can follow this show, binkypatrol.show on all your favorite podcast apps. And we'll keep bringing you ideas and tell us, what were you inspired to do? What do you want to challenge us to do? What questions do you have for us about making a difference in your own community? We'll help you make it easy. Just let us know. Caitlin, thanks for being a guest today. No problem, Susan. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. This podcast is sponsored by Impact for Good. 
at impact4good.com. Impact for Good is the one source for bringing community service to your next event. Exciting and engaging team-building activities are just part of what they offer. Let them identify the best cause or beneficiary to support, manage the donation logistics, and bring the spirit of community service to your group. From your initial request through the day of your event, Impact for Good handles all the details. Be sure to visit them at impact4good.com. That's impact for good.